song from the punisher is over if you guys haven't seen that movie throw back to brennan gong 2004 date or bristol yeah it was bristol we drove that car welcome to pastimes i'm alex wood your host with me today are two-thirds of the side draft podcast adam and steve hurst how you guys doing all right so um this is the very first time we've had multiple guests um first off each of you just kind of tell us uh, who you are and uh, what you're about. Well, I'm Adam. I pretty much edit and produce everything you see on side graphs. So uh, pretty much all of it. <laughs> pretty much. And I'm Steve Hurst, and I'm Adam's dad. So uh, we just kind of come on here together and just uh, have a good time and talk about basketball. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be doing today. And obviously... Uh, there's Emily, but she's not, uh, in the interview today, but, uh, don't want to leave her out either. So my first question is you guys have three channels, Hearst Productions, Carolina Hearst and Side Draft. What kind of inspired you guys to do YouTube and what got you into NASCAR? Well, uh, I've been on YouTube for over six years now. Uh, I started out doing gaming and then it eventually progressed into wanting to talk about NASCAR and we started in credit cast with another friend and then that ended. And then we decided to rebrand the gaming channel into side draft. That's been a big journey. Yeah. At the time when credit cast was kind of fizzling out, I was kind of wanting some final way to spend time with Adam and Emily and, uh, and this come up, and I, at first I was kind of scared about uh, getting here on YouTube, but uh, it's been a lot of fun and really great, and especially now that Emily's coming on board and she makes things a little more uh, fun for us. So uh, it's just a good way to spend family time and make videos and have fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, you guys seem to have a lot of fun together, and, uh, you know, I have fun doing, you know, my podcast, even though it's pretty much a solo gig as of right now. But uh yeah, so the second part of my question, you know, that wasn't really related to the first part of the question, but whatever, I'll, uh, I'll ask it again, you know, uh, then I'll tell my story of how I got into it. Um, what got you into NASCAR specifically, Adam? What got you into Kevin Harvick? Well, I was a Jeff Gordon fan uh, before he retired, and then I wanted to find a veteran driver to pull for still, and which uh, when Kevin, uh, when Jeff Gordon was eliminated from the playoffs in 2014, I was looking for a driver to root for for that race, just to have someone to root for. Randomly picked Harvick, won the championship, and yeah, so he became my second favorite driver. With and then when Jeff Gordon retired, I was like, okay, I'm a big Harvick fan now. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Uh, I, I've always 
watch NASCAR off and on, and uh, always fun to watch. And and I was a big Dub Junior fan for years, and ever since he was in a rookie year, and and then once he retired, I kind of just like a like a handful of drivers, and uh, more like to know them more, like more of them. So. <laughs> and uh, so you know, I. I the off season's obviously, you know, around the corner. And uh, before we get in too far into the interview, what do you guys got planned for the off season? Because you know, side draft or uh, sorry, fast picks uh, isn't a thing right now. And uh, what do you guys have planned? I know Adam, you did an iRacing live stream not long ago, and uh, you guys have been putting stuff out on Carolina Hearst. So, what can we expect to see from you guys? Well, the off season is normally our experimental part of the season, where we're like, okay, what works. Because if something works now, it's definitely going to work when the season is underway. So, you know, what we have the most fun recording and what everyone else likes to see the most. So right now that seems to be like the reading comments and bloopers. And then we just did a a vlog making our studio desk and everyone seemed to like that. So maybe more vlog footage. Yeah, kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, first off, I want to get, before you know, I get into the next question, this is my thank you to the Side Draft podcast for allowing me to be on an episode of Fast Picks. So we've welcomed them to pastimes. And, uh, you know, if you, if you got, if anybody out there, you know, uh, has been on the podcast and I'll be, um, has been on my podcast, I'd be glad to help you out if you ever need a guest. And, uh, you know, if, if you've had me on your podcast, like, Adam and Steve had, and uh, I'll allow you to come on here. So, you know, you guys have been around for a long time, you know, in the sport of NASCAR, uh, you know, covering it. Like, what have, what has been some of your greatest memories from races you've been to or races you've watched or um, just any memory, you know, involving NASCAR? Well, I think the biggest one was 2000. 18 when the Roval, the Roval, yeah. Uh, that's when he was a Blaney fan, and I was pulling for him too. And uh, get to see him win, and that was a pretty exciting finish with uh, Jimmy and Mark Truex wrecking. And Blaney comes through for the win. That's like that's just pretty cool. And Martinsville that same year uh, with that big battle between Truex and Logano, that was just one of the most you know intense battles for the win. And like the crowd reaction from both of those races was just amazing. See all that passion that everyone had. Where are you guys from? Uh, We're from North Carolina. Okay. So we're we're pretty much in the heart of NASCAR. Uh, We get to see drivers everywhere, grocery stores, everywhere. So that's a perk of living in North Carolina. What's your strangest driver in Carolina? Like the most, um, the most surprising. Well, it's like I met, and it's not a driver, but it's crew chief. I met Paul Wolf while uh, eating at the famous toastery. So. He was a driver for a little while, if you didn't know that. He uh, yeah. he drove for Everham before I think Aaron Crocker took over. Probably the strangest one for me was Brian Vickers at Michigan in 2014. And uh We've got some local tracks around here. You know, I, I, I've been to the local tracks, you know, Kalamazoo, Hart, Hartford, the dirt track, I believe South Bend's a dirt track. I've never been there, but 
Berlin's where Johnny Benson got his start. I don't know if you guys uh, knew that. Well, you probably knew he was from Michigan, but he, he, uh, he's a legend around here. So what, um, like, Adam, were you born into the NASCAR um, fan life, I guess you could say, or did you just kind of develop it on your own and get your dad into it, or how did that work? He was already in the NASCAR. Yeah, it was. Yeah, family's all already in the NASCAR. He's kind of. Yeah, and then. Well, it's so funny because the whole family didn't like Jeff Gordon, and that's who you pulled for. Yeah, my my grandmother, she gave me a Jeff Gordon, I guess, diecast thing. Uh, not necessarily a 124, but it was one of those like toy ones that make, make, make noise and stuff. So that's pretty much how I became a Gordon fan, is because of that. And then, yeah, a lot of rivalries yeah, the family because of that. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I, I have experienced the family rivalry myself. My mom's side, mostly Gordon, and then my dad's side, all junior, and I was the Gordon fan on on my dad's side and the junior fan on my mom's side. So I, I, I kind of had – so I had to find that mutual ground, and that mutual ground was Rusty Wallace. But, um, yeah, so – you know, you guys have ob- you're obviously in the heart of North Carolina and uh, the heart of NASCAR. Um, what kind of got you what into doing stuff like Hearst Productions and Carolina Hearst? Well, I guess Hearst Productions came first. Right? Yeah, because uh, with uh, Randy's Barbecue, he he come to us, wanted if we could do a commercial for him, and we never really thought about doing that. And once we did, we kind of caught the bug. Kind of doing that kind of style, and we didn't want to confuse, you know, commercials with you know in NASCAR and stuff. So we tried to start the other channel, and just be kind of separate uh, niche for for that. I mean, Carolina Hearst is more of things like creative videos that just don't necessarily fit the criteria of NASCAR or commercial, you know, desk videos. Yeah. Did um. Did any of you guys attend, um, gosh, what was that one race? Oh, uh, there's some big event down there. I can't remember what it was. Uh, the, that Team Penske event, because I know you guys are Penske fans. Like, they had a bunch of fans at their shop or something. Oh, kind of like the Breakfast of Blaney thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we attended the. Uh... Breakfast with Blaney. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that experience, if you don't mind. Well, it's, it's a pretty cool event. Uh, you know, we, we go to Penske's a lot, and they got to know us by name. And uh, so when that came up, he was she was excited, and uh, you get to go down towards where the the cars are, the little corner, and uh, get to see them a little bit. It's a pretty cool experience. And you get to see a little bit more of the shop, especially for, for people that wants to work in NASCAR in some way, shape, or form someday. It's cool to see uh, you know, more of the shop like that. With all of the drama and craziness going on in 2020, you know, within the NASCAR YouTube community, you know, I don't know if you, you guys pay attention or if you, you probably have because you know you're you follow me and I don't know if you follow Danny B or whoever, Alan, Alan Nato or whoever. I, I mean, I can't list all these people off. There's, there's, there's a lot of them, but uh, we've, we've obviously had a crazy year. 
um, with, you know, both in the sport of NASCAR, in the world itself, and even online with, you know, the Dan- Daniel Baldwin incident with his wife getting bullied, then Michael Marutz's bullying live stream, and then the whole Jason Jacoby fiasco, and then the Black Lives Matter problem with his tweet, and then the JC1424 got hit by a hurricane, or the house, he's living in a hotel right now. And then there's one other thing that happened. Oh, the, the Noah Sweet incident, now with Joseph Lombard coming under fire for who he really is. What do you guys see out of 2021? Do you think that, yeah, we've obviously made a lot of mistakes, but what do you think we could do to be better for next year? I just hope we find a way to come together and be a strong community instead of fighting at each other. Cause that seems like that's what we've been doing in 2020. Yeah. With our channel, we, we just try to stay out of controversy cause we want to respect everybody. You know, yeah. Uh, whoever they are, where they come from, we just want to respect who they are and we don't really want to give in to uh, one side or the other. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, uh, you know, a lot of this has been big, you know, Joseph Lombard, me reporting on that, and Jason Jacoby have really made this whole, my channel, you know, skyrocket in views, and that wasn't my intent. It was just kind of like, oh, give your opinion, give give the backstory, do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I like to do opinion videos and stuff like that, and, you know, I think, um, you know, that th- that's a great way to get your voice heard. Onto the question uh, that I asked on the tweet on your tweet uh, the other day, as of recording this, and uh, the the first part was about Carson Hosevar. That's not the that's not the question that I wanted you to answer in the video. Or that's the part about Carson Hosevar is why I wanted you to answer in the video. The second part was the question that I was going to ask right now. Who do you think is the brightest young star rising through the ranks right now? A lot of good ones right now. Yeah. Um, and Zane Smith, he, he's coming up. He did really great in the truck series this year. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in Xfinity. Um, Sam Mayer is another good one. Yeah, Sam Mayer, yeah. And uh, you can't uh, go without saying Haley Deegan. I mean, she, if she gets a, a good backing behind her and good support, I mean, she's going to do some really great things. I definitely. Yeah, you know, not many people know who Josevar is. I do because he's a local guy and because he was trained by Johnny Benson. But uh, I know I praise Johnny Benson quite a bit because, you know, I am a Benson fan. Shout out to Ultimate 23 Dragon. I know she's watching this. Um, Yeah, you know, do you guys – that's a question I wanted to answer. I wanted to have you guys answer. Do you have any, like, memories of guys like Johnny Benson or Jeff Gordon or whoever? Well, I do heat and air work, so I first started working with one company. We worked at Rusty Wallace's house. I thought that was the, the <laughs> coolest thing, and he came out there and said hey to us, and then we got this helicopter and flew off. So I was like, that's probably the coolest thing. Yeah, you've, worked at, you've worked at a couple driver's houses. Yeah, I worked for you know, Ryan Newman's house and a couple other drivers. So was, yeah, we did a lot of work for Ray Abraham, and uh, he's a pretty cool guy to, 
Yeah, Newman's. <laughs> yeah, Newman's not. Uh, his hometown's not too far from here. Only about forty-five minutes. So, um, have you guys thought of doing any gaming videos for your channel, like console games? Like, you know, it could be the classic NASCAR Thunder games, or it could be, you know, NASCAR Heat. Have you guys ever thought of doing something like that? So we're gonna do a NASCAR Heat live stream on Thanksgiving. So. We're going to test it out, see how it goes. Uh, if that's something people want to watch in the offseason, we'll obviously do more of that. Now, you guys are diecast collectors. I am as well. Um, so, what is your absolute most favorite diecast that the two you guys own? Oh, wow. There is a whole bunch of them we got. Uh, that Jimmy Johnson one that we reviewed. Uh, that one's pretty cool because it's my first elite one that I've got. Yeah, I gotta say the Daniel Hemrick uh, number eight car is for me just because I'm a big Daniel Hemrick fan and and Adam Emily's bought that for me for the following day or birthday birthday. birthday. So I thought that was really cool and uh, definitely the, the Jordan Anderson truck. So yeah, which uh, Daniel Hemrick one is that? The Smoky Mountain Herbal Snuff. Okay, I think he drove that at Michigan last year. Yeah. He drove that at Michigan last year, didn't he? I think so, yeah. At least so, and uh, it's pretty cool because that's the, 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 the number. The number on the back was eight, and it matches the door number. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the door number diecast, or as the diecast collectors call them. Now, if there's ever – a are there any guys from like other forms of motorsports that you guys would wish would come to NASCAR? Because I can definitely name a couple. Who, who I who I think I Dixon should try. I don't think Dixon would be too good, even though he's my guy in Indy. You know, I don't think yeah. he'd be too good. He, but uh, he's coming from Ganassi to NASCAR, and well, it'd be something if he went from Ganassi to NASCAR to Andretti. Frankie would have gone from Andretti to NASCAR to Ganassi. Um, so, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions for me, I'd like to open the floor for you to uh, ask me some questions. And then uh, also, because I'm going to shift uh, into another topic. Uh, so what would be your favorite video that you've seen from us? Outside of the one that I got to be a part of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and does this go across all all three of your channels? Yeah, all three. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, well, I obviously like the Fast Picks series. I gotta go with that. Your diecast reviews are really good. I I like the I like the bloopers series. I mean, I I, I can't just pick one. You know, you guys put out a lot of good content. So my uh, my next question is, what's that? Thank you. Yeah, that's not a problem there. Uh, so you guys um, have been v very vocal about your dog, Rusty. Can you tell us something a little bit about him? Uh, he's very energetic. That's, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's more of Emily's dog, and she loves talking about him. And uh, he's, he's just a lovable dog. And <laughs> yeah, Emily had a dog that... 
either ran away or got stolen. We, we really don't know what happened to them. Uh, that happened October of last year. Yeah, on Halloween, so. And that, that really devastated her, and, and Rusty's been a way to help cheer her up, and, and really it cheered, he's cheered all of us up in, in multiple different ways. Definitely so. He's, uh, he's a good dog. He's real well-mannered, and he's just real hyper, too. <laughs> My dog's no longer hyper anymore. She's <laughs> she's older. She's She snores loud. I mean, she's, she's a pug. She's got a short nose, and... Uh, I did an interview with Shane Meal a few days ago that's somewhere in cyberspace, and he's got pit bulls, and he said that they're really energetic dogs because he he did something with, like, uh, training them. Uh, on that topic, you know, uh, Shane Meals, uh, if you don't know what he's doing now, he's, he's still paralyzed. Uh, he's not going to be paralyzed his entire life, but he is uh, he's uh, working on a Trans Am car now, so... I think it's cool when a guy, when guys come to NASCAR and then they're working for other forms of motorsports and then all of a sudden, then boom, here they are working in, you know, IndyCar, F1, Trans Am. I think one of the biggest things that ever happened to the sport, even though it was only two races, when was when Kimi Raikkonen raced that truck race and um, Xfinity race in Charlotte, I think in 2011, I think. I don't know. But uh, do you guys have any other pets other than Rusty? That's about it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know he's uh, what what breed is he? He's a golden retriever. We we've thought about getting a golden retriever. What's the advice you have for anybody who wants to get a golden retriever? I've been around a few though. Uh, be prepared for them to jump all over you because that's his favorite thing to do. It seems. Yeah, they're real people dogs, so they have real big uh, separation anxiety. Yeah. So, they need a lot of attention. Yeah. I watched your restaurant horror stories video earlier today because I've got a few restaurant horror stories myself. (laughs) That, uh, oh my gosh. I don't know if you guys are up for one. I won't tell one if you guys aren't aren't up for one, but uh, if you'd like to. All right. So uh, this is, gosh, how long has it been? I, I, I'm trying. This is going to be a swear-free episode of Pastimes, people. So this is a swear-free episode. But uh, if I drop something, it's not on Adam and Steve, so don't blame them. Um, it's okay to curse on here, so but you guys don't do it on your podcast, and I'm not, and I'm not going to do it on this episode. But gosh, this was. Almost three years ago in Hawaii. Uh, no, 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 no. Not in Hawaii. We were flying to Hawaii. I was in the San Francisco airport. And I went into Baskin Robbins. And there was a Dunkin' Donuts there. And there was a guy who looked very familiar to a lot of people. And I, I heard you guys are big into old television shows. Is that correct? Barry Williams was sitting at at a table eating a donut and drinking a coffee. And then uh, someone said, "Hey, Greg," and he looked up. He's like, "Hey," and they're like, "Oh, wait, no, you're not Greg. Your name's not Greg." They're like, "Yeah, I was Greg or Greg Brady or whatever." But uh, that's not the horror part. I go to the um, 
get the ice cream. And uh, I got myself a donut. And the donut had a big chunk of ice in it. I was like, <laughs> but, uh, and then there was another one, uh, it was at the Chipotle in Mishawaka, Indiana. And if you don't know where Mishawaka is, it's about 10 minutes north of downtown South Bend where Ryan Newman and David Strummy are from. So my parents went to Chipotle and I went to Chick-fil-A. Who doesn't love Chick-fil-A? <laughs> this has to be about six, seven years ago. I went in, and then, well, I went into the bathroom at Chipotle. Oh, my gosh. It reeked. And it there was a piece of you-know-what on the toilet, and the floor was all wet. I'm not even sure what I stepped in, and I didn't even, I didn't know if I should wash my hands or if I shouldn't wash my hands. So y'all better watch out if you're eating at Chipotle. And I told my parents, if the bathroom is like you know what, then who knows what's in the food? <laughs> but uh, that was a good video. Um, yeah, you have some interesting stories. Um, I kind of feel bad uh, that Adam, your mom, has to control where you eat all the time. It sounds like <laughs> that. Yeah, she's real picky what we eat, and uh, so uh, we're going to store, we're going to a restaurant, and she's like. Oh, they're not claiming we gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that actually leads into my uh, next question, Steve. How does like how does your wife play a role in side draft, or does she not? You know, is, is it just kind of like something for her to enjoy, or does she help out, or she's not really on the camera? So, like, what's kind of? Yeah, what? she she's more camera shy. She just don't want her picture took or be on the camera or anything. So uh, she's kind of more behind the scenes. She just her big supporter we have to get her on a video at one point i don't know how long that's going to take but eventually maybe <laughs> and uh adam emily is your sister correct yeah okay because i'm like wait they're siblings <laughs> it's just like because I, i'm not going to speculate ages but uh you know i mean i'm 18 my youngest cousin's three i want to say yeah yeah he's three he's gonna be four in a few months but uh yeah you know i understand the whole feeling of having someone control where you eat mom (laughs) wait she's in the kitchen she could probably hear me but uh (laughs) yeah she controls where my dad and i eat there was this one time we were at the red robin in portage michigan carson hosevar's hometown and uh we were eating there's just a bunch of kids in there and my and it's loud it's it's more like a zoo than a restaurant and there were three birthdays going on we're gonna go to the local uh hockey teams the Kalamazoo wings we're gonna watch them play and my mom is just like i want to get out of here i need to leave i want to get out of here like stuff like that and then she sees our server of the kitchen and she wants me to go in the kitchen and get the server it's just like but, uh, you know, I have had some good experiences at, uh, at restaurants as well. There's also, um, I don't know if, now in North Carolina, I, I would assume there's a bunch of these, but um, NASCAR stores, like merchandise stores. There was one in Mackinac, on, 
in Mackinac City that had a bunch of NASCAR stuff for a dollar, which was pretty, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, what's the rarest item, like piece of NASCAR, um, like any anything NASCAR related? Jeez, I can't talk tonight. I deeply apologize for that. It's almost seven o'clock, and I have I cannot talk very well. But what's the rarest piece of NASCAR memorabilia? And that could be diecast um, shirt, whatever. What's the coolest or r- rarest thing that you've both of you have come across? you know, got the Hemrick car, and then we got um, the Winston Cup jacket that's signed by Ernie Irvin. Yeah. Was yeah. that an antique model? I saw the the front end of Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed's truck, and uh, they wouldn't let me buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got um, the sheet metal out out in the building there, Ross Chastain. Yeah, I did buy a hood. Uh, from Ross Chastain's truck, uh, and without anybody else knowing, I mean, me and Adam's out there, they don't buy it, it's $50, so that's a pretty cool thing we got. Yeah, probably the coolest thing that I have is one of the rarest shirts ever made, which is Johnny Benson's Lycos shirt, and I don't know if you guys know the story about that. Lycos signed on for the Daytona 500, a race he almost won, and then he had a bunch of good finishes, and then... Halfway through the season, they stripped the car, the Lycos logos, and put Aaron's on the car, and then he did not do very well for the rest of the season. But, yeah, like like you, Adam, I am a Gordon fan, but I also have my my drivers. Like, um, What's the greatest race you ever watched? And that can be in person, on television, wherever. I'll say on television, I'll say the the Roval this year at Xfinity. Oh, yeah, that was wild. Oh, yes. <laughs> Running in the rain, they, they drove a – that was a, probably the best race I've seen ever. They should try to run that race at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, can't, they can't do it, I don't think, because the infield's not lit. Yeah, but I think they brought in some lights for the cup race, but – it never rains, so they're like, okay. <laughs> well, they uh, they had that standing. Who hit the standing water? Yeah, Chase Briscoe. He was leading and uh, hit the water and spun. Yeah, I think we all hit standing water at some yeah. point. I think Chase Briscoe was cheated out of the championship. I'm just saying that right now. I yeah, think. Yeah. But uh, I know you guys are Penske fans, so I'm not gonna say much. <laughs> But uh, what's what's Cindric like? You know, he he was a brat when he came in, but he's really matured now. I think. Yeah, he's matured a lot, uh, and you know he, he's doing real well. He's you know they, they turned around that whole uh, their old program, turned it around, and uh, it's gonna be pretty good next year. Yeah, I saw with Christopher Bell going to the 95, I eventually did see Eric Jones getting out of it. But when Bell left to go to the 20, I thought it would be Harrison Burton to get the 95. Because let's go back to 2016 when they announced Eric Jones to that second Furniture Row car. I envisioned this. Jones goes to the 77. Then you give him time to progress. Kenseth retires. Then Jones goes to the 20. Then 
you put Suarez in the 77, he goes to the 19. Then um, you put someone like Matt Tift, Harrison Burton, Christopher Bell, whoever in this Christian e- or not Christian Eckes, Noah Gregson, maybe. Um, just who knows? Uh, I honestly do see Noah Gregson making his Cup Series debut soon, but uh, where do you guys see Noah Gregson going? I know uh, you guys are Gregson fans. Especially Emily. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he got cheated this year a little bit. Uh, I hate he didn't win Texas. Especially in that final round. He, yeah. he has so many good finishes. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, with the full line at Kansas, that really destroyed his chances, too. And uh, Yeah, he's he drives like he's determined, and he's got that passion for driving. And uh, I can't wait to see what he can do in a cup car in probably a couple of years. But as far as where he's going to go cup, I mean, Hendrick, they're young right now. Oh, yeah. No, nobody's going to retire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime soon, so. It'll be a while for a rider to open up at Hendrick. Yeah, so he's probably going to search elsewhere unless he just stays dedicated to junior motorsports. Yeah. We'll look at what what's going on with Brandon Jones right now. But, uh yeah. well, the plan with Larson was that he was going to replace Jimmy Johnson all along, which I was like, Whoa! It's just like I wonder who's going to sponsor him next year. I wouldn't be surprised if Lumar came on, but hey, you know that's just my opinion. You know, that's you know. Uh, but Noah Gregson needs to watch his mouth on television. Yeah, he's he, he's wide open. So. Yeah, <laughs> especially what he said into the microphone. But, uh, hey, we're all guilty of it. He just said it on national television. And they didn't. Uh, in the heat of moments, sometimes things just slip. Yeah, like like what happened with Sheldon Creed at Daytona, which was a crazy race. Carson told me about that. And he had to get, I think, three IVs pumped into him. Wow. Decker probably had to get, like, 12 because she's so unhealthy. But... That's not a jab at her. She just has all those problems like with her arthritis or whatever. But uh, yeah. it's uh, she, she's a good driver, I think. I think she'll probably make her Xfinity Series debut within a couple of years. But she just needs time. You know, drivers like her who are rushed, they need more time. Haley Deegan, she needs more time. You know, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, stuff like that. But um, do you got? But uh, I watched that uh, restaurant horror stories video, and uh, do you have any story? I, I'm honestly interested in hearing. Jeez, uh, I'm uh, in, interested in hearing. That's what I was trying to say. A story you didn't tell in the video. Uh, story I didn't tell. I think my story did tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a couple months ago, right? Yeah, but there's probably a bus that we forgot about. There's definitely been restaurant horror stories from me working in a restaurant. <laughs> uh, one time they tried to call me in because somebody came in to literally just use the bathroom and they missed completely. And it was like the worst smell ever. Oh. They pretty much blew the whole toilet up. So they tried to get me to come in just to clean it up on my day off. So I was like, no, I ain't going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate you guys being on tonight. Um, I know it's kind of a, you know, it's late and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, thank you to the Side Drive Podcast for joining me. And uh, you got any closing remarks? Thank you for having us on. Great to talk NASCAR with somebody. So, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm always up for that.